Hi, welcome to the classic Red Green Show podcast. As always, I'm your host, AJ. So, here we are. Episode 13. Episode 13 of the podcast. And I have to say, it feels good to be back in the saddle again on a more regular basis. Um, If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, this has been something that's been going on since summer 2019. And here we are, summer 2021. So, 13 episodes in two years is not a great thing to be happy about. But, it's also been a long two years for all of us. So, you know, we're, we're trying to do the best we have here. I like to think that, you know, it's been a fun project on my end. Obviously, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of new work. Because I had never done a podcast before starting this one. So... There was a lot of learning that was going to happen. And, you know, even personal uh, life-changing events, that type of stuff, outside of the current situation, uh, have, have happened over that time. And it's been interesting to adapt to podcasts around things as they change, but also be able to find time for a podcast like this. So uh, I really hope that you enjoy the podcast. And I thank you if you've been following along and kind of staying with us for all 13 episodes so far. Now, this this episode in particular is kind of fun. We're going to do basically the same stuff. Uh, it's a couple days before Canada Day. Chances are, by the time this drops, you'll probably hear it on Canada Day. At, at least it'll be available to you on Canada Day. Now, that's July 1st to everyone listening in the States or elsewhere in the world. Um, and that's coming up a couple of days from now. So, yeah, I, I don't want to say this is the Canada Day episode. Um, and quite frankly, I won't say it's the Canada Day episode. But, you know, let, let's kind of pretend it is a little bit. That might be kind of fun, right? So, that's something that we'll, we'll kind of be doing about. Um, as far as some stuff to look forward to, and I'll kind of get a little bit of housekeeping done here... Um, we're going to try for next month. So this is in July. So if you're listening to this before this date, this will apply to you. Of course, if you're listening to it in the future, well, I guess this doesn't mean a whole lot. But I'm going to try for next month, uh, July 24th. That's going to be our two-year anniversary. So I'm going to try to do something special for that. We'll see how it goes. So look for that come... Sometime next month, if, if we can swing that. We'll, we'll see how it is. So, as I've been saying, we're, we're trying to get back on a, at least monthly schedule, so and, and preferably a couple times a month here, so we'll see how it goes into later this month. So you're listening to July. So, in, anyways, let's get to the episode today. Um, that's really our little housekeeping stuff. So, it's episode 13, and uh, it's a pretty good episode. It's one that's... I'd say pretty fun. One of, one of my more favorite episodes of, of season one. Um, and there's a bit of special stuff to it, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but before we do, I guess we'll get to a little bit of a, a shout-out to our sponsor, uh, the sponsor of the podcast here, and that's Rail Line Designs. And uh, their slogan, of course, is uh, get your home decor on track. So I recommend you uh, have a look at what they have here. I'm 
getting an impression that they may have a sale coming up for Canada Day. So have a look at, at what they have to offer. It's uh, Rail Line Designs on Facebook. They have a website as well. So if you just Google Rail Line Designs, you're going to find it there. Help them out. They've been great to us. So great sponsors. And hopefully we can be great patrons of them as well. So yeah, have, have, a, have a look at what they have to offer. Uh, I also want to bring attention to the Facebook group, the Red Green Fans Facebook group. Uh, please have a look at that. That's been a ton of fun for us, I have to say. Um, you know, they've been great. It's been great for the show, of course. A, a lot of fans in the Facebook group have been moving over here, um, and we've been able to kind of carry on discussions, for, you know, after the show and that. Um, so, you know, have a look at that. I mean, it, it pairs really nice with the website, the uh, classic Red Green Show uh Weebly site, um, but this Facebook group—it's—it's it's a lot of fun. It, it's really like what social media really should be about, and just going on, having fun, just chatting. Fans are really connecting about the show, and I, I really enjoy moderating the group. Uh, my good buddy Stan Pollard, of course, I remember Stan. He uh, obviously started the Red, Red Green Fans Facebook group, but he also is the uh, person who uh, purchased the uh, artwork that Red Green Steve Smith himself had put out and that was about eight years ago now i think so he's uh the lucky winner of that one so um that's yeah, a great group and um kind of what i wanted to bring to our attention here of course sort of involves the the podcast uh i saw a couple weeks ago i was talking about doing some prep for my previous show and i had a couple of thoughts i noticed a couple other podcasts were doing uh, live streams on Facebook to do their podcast and you know no, most notably it's the friends of the coin show podcast so if you're a, you're into coins and numerology and that type of thing I, I recommend that podcast it's a great podcast they do great work over there and shout out to those guys if they're listening um, it's one that I, I always check out when I can especially if I can get onto that live stream that they're putting out as well um, but I thought you know if they could do that why can't we do that here? Because I think I think our podcast is a little different than, say, Friends of the Coin Show or something like that. Um, you know, it's really it's not about current events as it is celebrating what we liked about the show. And I think as fans, it's going to translate really well into a kind of a live stream. Now, of course, don't get me wrong. A live stream is got to be more than just sitting here and watching me go on and on. You know, like a normal podcast would be. So that's the thing that I've got to figure out is do we get guests? Do I get a guest host? Uh, how are we going to perform that? Get some fan interest and some discussion going. And, you know, that that's part of the thing i got to figure out. But it was interesting to see, you know, throwing that up there on the board, you know, where's people's heads out at this one? And the, I have to say, the response has been really good. You know, there's lots of interested parties. People give me some likes. Um, you know, lots of comments here. You know, people saying definitely would be interested in it. So, uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. And I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. But I, I do want to do that. Maybe just one. Maybe it becomes a normal thing. And then we take the audio and put that out as the podcast. I don't know. But if that's something you're interested in, you know, get onto the Red Green Fans Facebook group. You know, chime in on that. Like, give me some support. You know, help convince me that we should do this, and that would be a lot of fun. 
Similarly, if you got some ideas on how it would work, how it could be fun, throw them up there or email me at the website. I'd be really interested to hear that from you. Get your kind of thoughts because again, this show's really about, you know, fans getting together and f what fans would like to do and I really want to make this something that you're going to be really excited about. So, you know, get on there and give me your ideas. I'm really interested about it. Now, of course, with that said, we get to the news. Doo -doo -doo -doo. That, that, that's kind of my news. The news music. We haven't gotten that yet, but let's get right into the news. And there's a bit of news here. Not really much. But I mean, it's news, so I'll take it when I can. Um, really, the news this week is really just about the Possum Lodge podcast and. Partly why it's news is because in May we had episode one season or episode twelve season one, and that was dropped at the end of May, and just here at the end of June we had season two episode one drop, and that's really the biggest news in, in Red Greenland right now, and I'm fine with that. That's I mean it's great to see, you know I remember when they started this podcast a year ago and. It's kind of scary because they have the exact same amount of episodes we do, uh, despite us being older by year. But, you know, they're really like, I don't know if it's going to work. We'll see how it works. We'll do a couple of episodes. we got material for like 10 years. But, you know, if one works, then it's great. If not, you know, at least we tried something and some fans enjoyed it. And here it is. A year later, we're on to the second season. It's a great show. I mean, if you're a fan, if you love the show... You're going to like this podcast. I highly recommend it. So uh, anyone who's interested in that, just check them out. You can just go right to the Red Green website. It's literally the first thing that you see there. And they have the whole Patreon page, and that's how you join it and how you kind of get the podcast. Um, lots of interest in here that I'm seeing. Um, it Depending on what kind of pay level you're at, you can get the early access or you can, whatever you want to do. So... Yeah, they've done a ton of work in here over the last year, and I really commend them for the, the great job that they've been doing. So, yeah, if you're interested in the show, if you love the Red Green Show, you're going to love this podcast. Maybe not as much as this one, but, you know, you're still going to love it. You're going to get a lot from it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get to help support them, and they just keep making these. Not, not going without saying that maybe if there's enough support, one day they'll make a new iteration of the show or something on TV, but at least we have this, and I'm really excited about that. So get there, get out and support it. So that's really all we have for our news this week, uh, unfortunately. But we do have a little bit of a mail call segment, and I'm really happy because until I got this letter, I had absolutely nothing sitting around for the mail call segment which was a disaster for me i really like the mail call segment i love doing this so call out to all your fans out there if you have a question or you know anything just fire it away to the website or to red green fans with facebook group like i i want stuff to put on the segment so um but i'll get into this so we've had one message coming to the website in the last month and it's not really so much a question, it's more of a, a kind of a hat tip or a kind of a tip to me, uh, which I found incredibly helpful. Uh, so it's an individual, and, and I'm not going to say his name, he just didn't ask me to, to say it, but that's fine. 
So we'll just call him Doug, and we'll just say that, you know, you just said afternoon. Um, I was reading through your locations of the show on the classic redgreen.weebly.com website. And he says it's nicely done. He's very excited about that particular uh, the website, the whole page, everything. He loves it. He thought it was a great read, and thank you. Thank you very much. It was definitely a labor of love. And he says, I want to alert you, though. I found a link that leads to a dangerous website. And I'm kind of like, hmm, that's weird. But great, I love when people do this. I mean, I've got, I can't tell you how many links on the website. I can't constantly check to make sure they're active. So, I mean, I'm relying on you, the fans. If you see something, say something. So he says, three quarters down the paragraph, uh, and it's under the question, where's the lodge that is shown between the clips of the Red Green Show? And in tonight's episode, we're going to get a little bit into that as well. You're going to actually get some of those, screen, those shots of that lodge. Uh, usually they would do them, obviously in the, the opening sequence, but they would do them kind of a few segues and that, especially near the end of the show. Think around Adventures with Bill, that type of thing, especially in Season 1. So he says that there's two links that lead to the White River Valley Camping website. So it's whiteriververalleycamping.com. He says, however, it no longer reliably leads to the White River Valley Campground. Depending on how the server's working, it might try to install a pseudo-flash player or claims your computer is infected and that one should install a patch to correct it. Obviously, it's spamware. Obviously, there's an issue with the website. Hmm, that's very surprising. But, he goes on to say that Yelp indicates that the campground is closed, so the URL was probably let to expire, which would explain how that works. And he gives me the, well, the Yelp um, page that he's referring to. And upon reviewing it, I can assure you that he is right, unfortunately. Now, he suspects that it closed due to damage from Tropical Storm Irene that hit the area probably eight years ago, give or take. Um, but yeah, that's it's kind of a, a shocking thing to see is that, unfortunately, the launch shown in the show, which for decades was a campground, and that's actually the inspiration for that part of the show because um, and I, I do have this list on the website but I, I kind of want to talk about it here because it's definitely very applicable but um, Steve Smith would go camping with his family and of course we, we do see his family here in season one at least his children they're Max and uh, Smith for example is in quite a few segments we've already seen him if you had looked in the earlier podcast we've seen him before and obviously his wife he you know Rag Smith, Smith and Smith, uh, you know, they did uh, those shows all throughout the 80s together. That's really where Red Green himself was born out of uh, segments on those shows. And they would go, just like any other family, camping, um, you know, different sort of trips and that, you know, family vacations, that type of thing. And the camping obviously being a very popular one for a lot of families, and certainly they're no exception. And they ended up going into the White River Valley Campground in Vermont. And this particular campground is notable to Red Green fans because while they were there, he had saw this beautiful wood lodge. And I couldn't tell you how old the lodge is. Presumably it's significantly old. Uh, definitely an older building. But again, a very beautiful building. Very, very rustic. Um, as we see on the show in those clips, uh, you know, it's a it's very much what you expect Possum Lodge to be like, you know, beautiful old building and and just sort of just there in the middle of the wilderness. 
and I don't know if that was directly when he got the inspiration for Red Green or if that you know was something that clicked in his mind. Uh, that's been debated quite a bit, but he ends up it triggers for him, especially doing the Red Green show, that that would be a great location. It just fits. It fits for what you think Possum Lodge is when you think about it, and. What he did is that he went down there with camera and he took some shots of it and obviously he got the approval of the owners and that and he was going to obviously use these shots as you know segues and that type of stuff in the show because it, it just fit and that's where we get uh, a lot of those exterior shots of that lodge that lodge actually and, and funny enough because red green obviously iconic canadian show uh, possum lake north of toronto um the port carling area like all this stuff muskoka's but the actual, like, physical lodge was in Vermont. So, you know, imagine that, right? So, of course, for a lot of our Green fans, once that finally gets out into the public, uh, my understanding is that led to a little bit of a bump in their business, and more or less just because fans who want to go camping, do all this touristy type stuff, but also appreciate the significance of this particular place and what it means to the show and what it means is as a fan we're going there and it's kind of neat that you have that cross thing in a place that you would never think of it and it's sort of how you know these these weird things tend to happen and became they, they become almost cult things and it was always really neat to know that that place existed. It, it was there. You could go there. It's what's not even just like it's a place that's like on someone's property under lock and key. It was like you could go there. You could stand up front. You can camp there. You know, it, it's part of the public domain almost in, in kind of a, an interesting way like that, in a way that you could live it. Uh, and you can live it much like Steve Smith had lived it, you know, when he got that inspiration to add that to the show. And, and that's really cool as well when you think about it. So it's, it's particularly sad to know that that's no longer a place that exists for that now, that they've presumably closed up. Now, I haven't checked directly to see if they just happen to the, go out of business, someone else purchases the property, opens it back up, or if the damage is so bad at the property that it just closed down for good and is abandoned, or you know maybe somebody lives there or something, and that's it. I haven't dug that far deep yet hopefully hopefully it's come back under a new name if it has i'm you know, going to be definitely sharing that on the website and i recommend that if you're a fan of the show you like camping you know if you're in that part of the country or if you're in that part of the continent you know, go there then go there and try camping and try to enjoy it and just walk the grounds and take a picture from it just enjoy that because it, this sort of situation lends itself to the fact that you know nothing's forever and you should obviously take advantage of something while you can and while you can do it um, obviously this tropical storm Irene if that's really what would close it down to the damage I mean tropical storms and, and that type of thing can happen in an instant you know it's unpredictable so it's unfortunate that this has happened and I really appreciate that our friend Doug here was kind enough to you know, take time out of his day to write in about this and kind of inform you about that. I've since changed those particular websites. If you go onto there now, it's actually the archived version on Internet Archives. So you can still see the website as it was. Um, I think I have it set back in 2010 or something. So it's all there. If you go through the website, there's actually still pictures from, you know, that 
lodge and you can actually see it there being promoted as part of their uh, facility and so I recommend even having a look at that you'll definitely enjoy all of that I think as a fan and obviously learning a little bit more about it kind of makes a fun context so when you watch a show next time and you see that you'll know that much a little bit more about it and hopefully it'll make the show a lot more fun for you so that's that's really our mail call today there's no other mail unfortunately but uh, still we've got that's a great particularly great uh, mail call today so the other thing I'll do today before we get into our show of the week is uh, highlight, highlight one of the actors of the show that's, that's really made a great dent or a great impact into the show, and, and that's Mark Wilson. Now, if you're not familiar with, with the the actual names of the actors, uh, Mark Wilson may not mean much to you if um, you're not from Canada you're not a fan of Second City, um, again, Mark Wilson may not mean something or much to you. But if you're a fan of the show, Mark Wilson is going to mean a lot to you. And that's because Mark Wilson plays Glenn Braxton. Um, Glenn Braxton is a marina operator in Possum Lake. He owns the only marina in Possum Lake. That's what we do learn from the show. And, you know, he, he's, he makes a start in season one and continues on until season 14 i believe never didn't look that up but that's going off memory i believe it's 14. and you know he he's definitely one of the more interesting characters in the show because and again we'll see this later he's incredibly gifted but he's incredibly lazy and he kind of pops in and out of the show um, quite a few times. Um, season 2, for example, you will not see him. Uh, but he's back again in Season 3. Um, some, of the, some of the later seasons where he's not actually seen, he's uh, not on the show, uh, we get kind of somebody else who's sort of a carbon copy of him in a way called Dwight Cardiff and, and we'll probably get into that in the future but he ends up being uh, labeled as the marina operator from Port Asbestos so basically his counterpart but obviously in a different thing except Dwight obviously is played up as being even lazier and that's, so that's complete later on in the series so we'll eventually profile him at some point but it's fun because you know Glenn he's that guy a kind of weird guy he's got this really upbeat attitude about the show or about being on the show and, and kind of doing work and, and all that running his marina but anytime there's actual work very lazy and, you, and we'll see that in the season one for sure and season three as well where he almost cons people into doing the work for him for example in today's episode you're going to see him con Red into doing some work for him when he really doesn't do anything. So, I mean, I know he's talked about as being lazy. I often wonder if he's actually very smart in a lazy way. So, we'll kind of we'll look at that more in the show. Uh, the other major thing about Glenn that we'll learn, and, and it's, this will be very obvious, is he is a big love of his RV which he calls Dolores. He loves his RV. And often on a lot of the segments, you're going to see him 
you know, doing something with the RV. He's cleaning it out. He's adding a new part. He's adding new tires. Uh, he's giving it a wash. And it's clear that, for whatever reason, he would rather do something with this RV than do any work or really anything. Like, he just... It's just something about this RV that... I don't know. I really don't know. But that's really... That's Glumbrox in a nutshell. And especially... It's funny, too, because we talk about, about him being lazy. But it seems like when he's talking about his RV... That he will do anything in an instant for that RV. So... Take that with what you will. Um, there's a couple of weird traits about him as well that you'll notice is that a lot of people suggest he's a Boston Red Sox fan. Uh, he's often wearing uh, a Boston Red Sox ball hat. Personally, I think it's more of the, the B standing for, for Braxton. Maybe he likes the Red Sox. I don't know. Um, I'll leave that up to you to figure out. Uh, the other thing that, that I've noted is if you look, especially in the early seasons of Season 1, Season 3, if you look on the signage that's around the marina, um, the spelling in Glenn's name is very unusual. Um, because it's spelled in a different way than a lot of instances you know, where it's where you see it, especially in a print. So notably it would be like the Red Green website itself. Even my website will do that as well. Um, so early on, like his name is called Braxton, so B R A C K S T O N. So you get that K in there. Whereas elsewhere you'll see it as Braxton. So B R A C H S T O N. So not really knowing why they were kind of messing around with the name spelling on that one big deal not really but of course if you've been to my website you know i'm going to pinpoint and pick out every little detail to, to understand it you know whether that's just a you know issue or if that's just something that was overlooked or if that was something deliberately done you know it's fun to uncover those little easter eggs those little issues and bring those to you the fans so that's the one thing I can never really figure out. But remains to be seen if anything's really more from that outside of uh, someone just decided to spell it a different way when they were doing a website or something in, say, 2003. So that's some food for thought. Now, as far as his RV, um, in those early seasons, it's... Uh, not often shown, but I know there's at times it's a full-size Winnebago, at other times it's uh, kind of a Chevy uh, conversion uh, unit. Really depends. Mostly they seem to be built in the 70s or 80s, uh, so they're never usually new RVs until we get to some of the later seasons where it's clear that's a, a much newer RV that they're using. Um, so. That's a really the story on Glenn Braxton himself. But, I mean, there's more to Glenn Braxton than Glenn Braxton. You know, there's the actor, Mark Wilson. And, you know, he's a Canadian actor. Um, he was born in St. Catharines. I can definitely tell you those things. Uh, and I can tell you that, you know, he's done a lot of work over the years. He's an actor who, 
you've probably seen in a lot of different things, especially commercials. You see him in a lot of commercials off and on over the years. He's always seems to have these little bit roles. Frankly, he reminded me of the gentleman from Cheers a little bit. Um, name escapes you now, but I mean, I'm sure you probably know what I mean. But, uh, you know, so we'll call him, uh, you know, we had a Canadian Cheers. He would probably be there. But he's done all kinds of stuff. If you look, for example, on his IMDb page, he's got like tons of experience here, tons of appearances. They go all the way back into the 80s. Um, why the 80s, you're thinking? And, and, and I'm just kind of looking at here is his first thing. He's in Seeing Things, which uh, I always thought was kind of fun. You know, Louis de Grande, a little bit of a trailer park thing in there. Street Legal, you know, fun things. He was. Uh, he was also on to Degrassi. Brief appearance there if you're into that. Do South. Famous Jet Jackson. That was a big show back in the time. And again, an American show, so it makes you wonder like how he got down into there. That's that's pretty neat. See Red Green. You know, The Border. That was a big show uh, about 10 years ago. Brass 13 briefly. You know, Spun Out. Everyone remembers Spun Out. Uh, the one, though, I was really surprised about is uh, Letterkenny. He was in two instances of Letterkenny in 2019, so one of the more recent series or uh, episodes of the series. So, you know, he is still kind of humming along, and it's kind of fun to see him hit it. Letterkenny, too. And Letterkenny's, for those of you who don't know, is, is sort of an interesting little cult TV show that's come about, and, and kind of reminds me a little bit of Red Green in how. It came about, it's it's real start are arguably, in my opinion, uh, the Don Cherry story, that the miniseries that was produced for CBC, um, as the main character in Letterkenny is basically a carbon copy of what he, that it, the actor was doing in um, the Don Cherry series, miniseries. Um, and that's Jared Kiso, plays Wayne in that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of mannerisms of the same, but I think it's very relatable and just hilarious too. So I don't blame them at all for, you know, trying to take a little bit of that that away from uh, for the show. But the show started as little clips on YouTube, probably about you know two minute clips, one minute clips, and just got really really popular uh, doing kind of what they were doing with their comedy on there and. They were approached to do a show and sort of turned it into a show. So imagine that going from a one or two minute YouTube clip to, to make a 25 minute TV show or whatever it was. And they've been incredibly popular since they started. Um, just super popular. I mean, they've been going for the last four or five years now. Yeah, just just absolutely on fire. Like almost they're basically doing two seasons a year. <laughs> If you can believe that, uh, and people are eating it up. It's just it's become such a cool thing, and, and I really do see a lot of red green, uh, but it, red green more for younger people. I'll, I'll put it that way. Where back in the mid '90s, you had a lot of middle-aged men really associating with red green and getting really, really excited about it and on board with the show. And then we have that maintaining throughout the years, and I'm seeing this with a lot more younger people identifying with the characters in Letterkenny. Um, so that's my little blurb on Lenikini, and like I've said, it's interesting to see that he ends up on there. Uh, 
again because of the similarities and it's pretty neat to see that he's part of two cult Canadian classics in comedy and and not necessarily being you know within a short distance of each other we're talking like you know significant amounts of time I mean his last appearance was as Glenn in 2005 and here he is in 2019 that's almost 15 years later so it's pretty neat to see that he's able to kind of transcend that much but I mean just look at all these different different things he's doing here yeah they like this is amazing and it, it should be no surprise to anyone that he's an alumni of second city uh, why is that important well second city was where most of these actors had come from for red green uh, think bruce hunter think patrick mckenna you know take those guys for example uh we just talked about jack last week you know tim sims second city alumni um you know, like they're they're all from Second City. Um, that's actually where you know, if you recall, where Harold was discovered was he was doing a set at Second City, and that's where Steve Smith, you know, was there in the show. Happens to see him. There he is. You know, I think I can do a show with this guy, and that's where he ends up. You know, right on, on Red Green. You know. And just even looking at some of the other actors here, uh, you know, Ian Thomas, Second City. Um, Neil Crone, I think is Second City. That one, I have to look up. Um, he's another one who's done all, all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll profile him later on, probably Season 2, because that's where he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be kind of around. But I'm pretty sure Peter Callahan was Second City. You know, Ranger Gord. So it's just interesting to see all these Second City alumni like ends up here, and, and here he is, Mark Hunter, yet another one, or Mark Wendell, Mark, Mark Wilson, yet another one. And, you know, it's funny how, like, he's one of those guys that you just you just don't even think of. So that's why I'm, I'm pretty happy to kind of, you know, bring Mark Hunter out, talk about it a little bit, or Mark Wilson, Mark Hunter, I'm thinking of Bruce Hunter. Yeah, Mark, Mark Wilson, and, and bring his character, Glenn Braxton, out, and I think, you know, like, he's he's a fantastic character for this show, and it fits really well. I'm really happy that they were able to put together this, and in a way, let him run with it. I think his acting in this is phenomenal. He plays that role fantastic, and that kind of leads into our show of the week this week, because we're going to see Mark Wilson at his best as Glenn Braxton. It's his very first, his debut episode in the show and I think quite frankly it might be his best of the show I think there's a lot of other segments he done that easily is good but this one is just really special I love how he works with, with um, Steve Smith on this and really kind of commands the, the whole segment so we'll get into that actually why don't we get into that now I'm thinking so we've talked about Mark Wilson here for a little bit so let's let's really get into the show and and you know, this week's episode is the Whittling Contest. So, of course, Season 1, Episode 13. Um, you know, I'll probably talk about this again. But the little synopsis is that they're going to have a whittling, whittling contest at the lodge. Where it's going to demonstrate how to put on a spare tire with duct tape. And Glenn's unable to fix the outboard. Bill tries water skating. So, hilarious, right? You know exactly what's going to happen there. 
So, I guess with that in mind, what we'll do is if you want to go onto your Google machine, if you want to follow along with us here and watch the show while you know we talk about it and we kind of break it down a little bit and just give some comments and some what we enjoy and that type of thing, you just go on your Google machine right now and you type in Red Green Show Episode 13. Um, you know, you'll be able to, to kind of queue it up here and when I give you the kind of signal, we'll be able to kind of you just hit go and we'll kind of watch it together and it'll be synced. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you just want to listen, you know, if you're you know, walking the dog or whatever you're going to do, totally fine. You know, sit back, enjoy it, just listen along. So I'll give you a minute here, a couple seconds, um, if you want to put it on pause or you want you know queue it up or go to the bathroom whatever you want to do so i'll give you a sec here we come back we're gonna go right to play and we'll get right into our episode of the week Alrighty, so we're here at episode 13 from season one so it's called the whittling contest so this episode aired june 23rd 1991 at 8.30. Just kind of fun because that would have been a recording this year. This is late June 2021, so if you think about it, that was 30 years ago. Um, five days ago, actually. June 28th, of course, today. So, that, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, the uh, the uh, synopsis of the lodge is a whittling contest. Red demonstrates how to put on a spare tire with duct tape. That'll be interesting. Glenn is enabled to fix the outboard, and Bill tries water skiing. Let's uh, let's watch the show. So our our main cast today, of course, Rick Green is Bill, you know, Harold, Patrick Hanna, and Steve Smith is Rick Green, but we also have an appearance by Glenn Braxton. That's going to be interesting because he's, uh, he's different. But again, Glenn is unable to fix the outboard, probably due to laziness. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Harold, for that interesting you know, introduction. Really hope I can live down to it. Episode 13, he's, um, I already remembered, uh, Harold's name, right? For those of you who so. have uh, never seen the show before, which is about everybody, according to the ratings, Yeesh. Harold here is, uh, the producer It's 13, so you know they probably had ratings by now. Uh, which sort of tells you there's a bit of a huge favor involved in the show here. But again, 8.30 night, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't do the research to see what was on 8.30 night. You know, like a, a June, <laughs> June evening at 8.30. Or if I feel this current segment is failing to sustain the interest of our ever-increasing viewer demand. I don't even know what day of the week that is. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, apparently. Just looking at here. Rack a while before we move on. Oh, okay. So. I'm just going to play with my axe a little bit while you were a cock, but I will be listening. Very, that'll... Kind of fun right? segment. What, what happened on June 23rd, 91? Apparently not, not really much. Uh, so we decided to have a whittling contest. Let me see anything here, so... Maybe this is a segment that won't really Sorry. go any very far. Oh, was that you, Larry? <laughs> Sunday. Okay, so we all went out looking for a piece of wood that we could carve into something. There's and some we said that the George Bush is the off, uh, president of the States. Uh, first Sir John Major was UK Prime Minister. Into the fire. <laughs> John Bull second, of course, the Harold, you took us into the next segment. Oh, sorry, Uncle Red. Larry, go! Most people listen to Rush Rush by Paul Duhl that week, apparently. At least in the States. Yeah, Terminator Two Judgment Day is out. Candies and sweets. So, we got ourselves a uh, 
chocolates and macaroons. Kind of a fun, fun song. I think it's time someone washed these sheets. Yeah. That's it. Oh, handyman Corner. Oh, here we go. The tire. So we found this location. This is this is uh, so episode 13. This is the first location. The first time that we actually see this location, and it's actually south of Hamilton, and uh, it's a, a particular person's farm that's down the street from a transponder for CHCHTV. So uh, the farmer, the, the person owns the property, I guess, is, is friends with Steve Smith, from my understanding. So well, things are only that easy, right? Anyway, so we're uh, able to use that, and of course, this has become an iconic. Um, Area of the show uh, where it's filmed. You'll uh, you'll note that this this uh, farm area right here is shown on every season, right up to 15. And I say, you know, if you're gonna put penetrating oil on it. Uh, just no just loading it with WD-40. Which is probably not uh, stupid if there's seas. You know, he's, uh, he's a little like liberal with that, a little loose. Uh, he needs to be on the tire. Okay. Yeah, for this location there, when they kind of zoom back out or whatever, you'll see that uh, outhouse style building or outbuilding behind him there. And there's a couple of adventures of Bill where, like the knife throwing one, where he's hucking knives in there and stuff. Yeah, right there, you can kind of see it. So. That's still standing today. You can actually see it on. Uh, if you look on uh, the satellite view, Google Maps. You can actually still see those buildings and that whole area, that, that kind of dirt area where he's messing around. So, if, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you happen to be the person who owns it or something, give me a shout out the website or the Facebook group. Uh, I'd love to go uh, poking around there, just take some pictures. You can see if there's a. Uh, some red green memorabilia or something from the show hanging around. Grass, metal attack, maybe. Clean up for you. Alright, uh, alright, what we're finding now is that the, uh, the nuts on this wheel are tighter than, say, the discs on my spine. So, uh, that might be a problem. we gotta switch to the law of the lever, which is, uh, <laughs> it's not working lever. Guts. You like how they did that too? They always just poured a bunch of water there, but it looks like all the oil he's got, like, spraying on there, is leaked all over the ground and stuff. Really, really horse this town now. Really horse. Really, really. This is actually not a bad idea. Horse her down. Alright, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. <laughs> you should say, uh, if the first you don't succeed, uh, switch to power tools. <laughs> it's funny, so... Anyways, it's funny, as he's like, you know, he's supposed to just sort of do it and then hit the power button, but... It's funny, he says that, though, switch your power tools. You could, if you're old enough to remember home improvement, you're going to think, you know, wow, that's something Tim Allen would have said in home improvement. It's funny, though, because... Steve Smith says it in 1991, uh, a few years earlier, so. What we do is, uh, we've, uh, duct taped the spare tire, uh, 
Big gang and the home improvement action is always Bob Vila and, and Tim Taylor, and of course, makes you want to wonder though, like, why wasn't it really Tim Taylor and uh, Red Green? Have to admit, that'd be pretty fun. This ought to be pretty good. Of course, that's the original van. I'm using it as a paddle wheeler. Later on, uh, nine or ten, eight, nine, I don't know. We'll be right back but, with the uh, results of the Whitman contest. Nice van, though. If there's time. Yeah. Red, just, yeah, you like the head cock? Red? Like, what do you mean if there's time? There's time when I tell you there's time. They're shooting, I guess. Just wonder how many tires they were in the course of the show, right? Imagine they probably got them. They're probably the dump anyway, so. It is spring. The groundhog comes out of his hole and sees oh, a shadow. this is my favorite one. It is the shadow of my right front tire. That means winter will last another six weeks. But not for him. <laughs> Tell you, I don't know if you're a fan of the show. Every uh, Groundhog Day, if you're not thinking about that, I don't know. I don't know how much of a fan you are. Stinky Peterson went first. Uh, he held up a tree branch that he'd carved out of the coffee table. Did a heck of a nice job on it too. And old man Sedgwick got up, but he didn't have anything to show because he thought we'd said whistling contest. And he was real mad because he'd gone the whole evening without eating crackers. Actually, it's funny too, and again, this is probably relevant you're listening to the podcast right now. Uh, but uh, there's actually an Ampex machine that's up on uh, eBay that I just noticed. Full machine includes, of course, that signboard, the, the board there. Do you know what this control does? Control board. No, I don't, Harold. So, you know, I don't know if, if you've been following along the website for years, you know that I've been interested, to say it lightly, about grabbing one of those boards from somewhere, but... Yeah, man. Hello, Red. Yeah. I'm going to take a ride right This is actually the Dolores first instance of Glen Broxon. Dolores, are you taking the ex-wife? No. My RV is Dolores. My ex-wife's name is, uh... Something else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the Ampex, yeah, so I'm trying to find one of those, but it seems like the only time we can find them is they're attached to the full machine, which of course I don't want and is probably worth two or three thousand dollars, which I don't want to pay, so. Oh, well, Red, uh, I'm a little busy, If only we can get somebody out there at parts. Hey, the sad part is, you know, someone's been trashing them over the years, you know, maybe it's 20 years ago, they threw out in the dump or something. Recycled well, right. on whatever, whatever. I don't oh, know right, what yeah, they do with old video equipment. So whatever they do with it, they probably trash. And here, you know, could have replicas made. I think it's kind of the pull cord. I think it's come off the wheel. Right. Yeah. Well, a new motor's going to cost twelve hundred, right? Yeah. Well, let's see if you look beside him on there on that back tire. It almost looks like it's Halliburton, Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Or Burlington, Ontario, I think. One of, one of the other. I don't know. If, I, I gotta look to see if that company still exists. It's kind of cool if it does, but. Uh, yeah. Definitely not. Oh, I'll get an Apple box here, Red. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sure. You can't really get a good view unless it's that side of you. They don't really give you much on Like, he just sits down here. Red thinks he's gonna. That box kind of support it up. I thought you were gonna get my tools. Oh, it is Burlington. Just seeing that little shot. Sunset RV, I assume. Okay. Can you grab me a root beer in there, Red? <laughs> yeah, sure. Boy, if it's not one thing, it's another in this business. <laughs> uh, 
you're happy and you know it. Get up out of your chair, get in your car, <laughs> get the hell away from here as fast as you can. It's a mouthful. Get up out of your chair, get in your car, get the hell away from here as fast as you can. Out of here. If you're happy and you know it, get up out of your chair. <laughs> Harold's right into it. Don't sit there as fast as you can. Quicker than that even. Alright, that went well. <laughs> Alright, oh, mail call. Mail call. So look at that Sunset RV. Apparently it doesn't exist anymore, so that's, that's really This is my favorite part of the show, and many people's as well. Because this has gone from potential liability to an obvious highlight in the program, to which I attribute only the fact that I have added so many of production values, and everything that's happening is due to me. I truly believe that. Just read the letter, Harold. I'll just get right to the letter, I suppose. So I have to ask, did anyone out there like think the same thing as Rad? Just read the letter. Dear Rouge Vert. Oh, this is a good one. I'm trying to understand your show, but the language is so confusing. Could you please help me? Tell me the difference between a mountain lion, a puma, and a cougar. Well, I know basically the spelling. Uh, other than that, uh, those three are all the same animals. <coughs> huh. What do you mean by that? Like, like they're in the same I've family? I've never known that, but here we are. The same animal. Unless, of course, I completely misunderstood my mammal volume of the Time Life books I got at the IGA. Uh, those are the same, uh, same animal, uh, Harold. Uh, see, in English we have slang words, so we'll say groundhog or we'll call it a gopher. It's the same animal. All right, dear, so we're going to just live on the air we're, while we're watching the show. Uh, I'm going to update the website. With one hump, we call that a dromedary. Uh, uh, if the camel has three humps, uh, we call the national... Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would be a fun thing. Of course, with a beaver, we'll call that uh, a muskrat or a badger, but uh, they're all the same animal. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, another thing people don't realize is that a, uh, a moose uh, and an elk and a mountain goat, uh, all three of those are the, they're the same animal. And also a woodpecker. <laughs> all four of those actually are the same animal. Oh, no way. No, that can't possibly See, you had me up until woodpecker. Right? That. No way. I think there's a dramatic difference between a woodpecker and a mountain goat. Well, you're calling me a liar, Harold? Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't call you a liar. Just, you know, you could be operating under sheer ignorance. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Adventure with Bill. Something uh, a little different on the Adventure with Bill. Paddle or something? Uh, Bill thought he'd uh, show you that he's a, Water know, a bit skiing. of a sport. A bit of a natural, uh, well... Not it's really kind of fun, I guess, you know, now we're into summer, summer yeah, months. I need to show you about water skiing. Do a little water skiing. I don't know about you, but, uh, one of the things well, I used to do as a kid is to watch this, you know, around the block, around the, block, anyway, around the year, and, there, you know, just imagine yourself in a cold, uh, snowy January, February day, wanting to laugh, and you're watching this. Straight, turn left, uh, yeah, I mean it's a great segment, you know, it's fun, but like watching these red green segments, especially eventually with Bill, and you're just thinking like, man, I wish it was summer. Anyways, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and do that type of stuff and just be like Bill, and you know, never do. But oh yeah, I like that. You just like give a little nod, just just cranks on the gas. I, I've had that happen once. And so he put some of the gold Two gloves on to make it a little easier on your fingers. But then I couldn't get the signal. But then, okay, I got it. Anyway, I yeah. love this part. Same and, thing. And it's and funny, he obviously shot that that clip of him, like, you know, see if Smith just got to get it or whatever. Same the time. On the dock there, and what a shame. Let's wow. Look, just, uh, just we're in the same uh, the same kind of danger. They try to get a little closer to the edge of this. Oh. Oh. 
uh, maybe a little too close. Now he sits farther back. So you also notice on this dog, there's all that, you know, the new, the, I think a, a tackle box or something. Obviously, there's that lawn chair or whatever. Um, that's from a, a different adventure of Bill. So they obviously shot a couple on the same day, just sort of made use of time. Uh, this looks like to me, it's but it looks like to me it's a, a cottage, you know, dock in a cottage somewhere up in Muskoka's maybe. Poor Carling probably. Because you know they shot a lot of scenes up there. Same, same clip. It's fun because if you're not really thinking about it, you're just watching the show, like, you, know, you wouldn't even notice that, but it's even more fun than they would use it. I think he just kind of got ready for a big yeah, joke. Probably too. Actually, oh, oh, ow, oh, oh. <laughs> tied up. Bill's okay, you know. Tied up for the weekend. Uh, he's tied up for the weekend. Uh -huh. Okay, Back first we have to flip the cover off this motor. So this one I'm... My understanding is that uh, all the Glenn segments, and I mean all of them, so uh, later on in the series, and that were all shot up in Port Carling at the marina there. There's a particular marina on my website that they shot at. This one I feel like in season one here was actually done in Burlington. But I, that's another one I don't have confirmation on. The only reason I would say that is you've got a little bit larger boats in the back. Um, it's a little bit different from Port Carling, which again is more leisure boats, you know. At the most, uh, you have a little cabin cruiser or something, uh, but like generally it's uh, recreation uh, stuff. Those ones look almost like commercial, well, so. Well, right, I'm taking time off from cleaning the RV so to I'm fix their motor. Thinking about it anyway, so. Nice big paved dock, kind of a driveway dock on the slides. I also like this here. He looks. Grills on. Don't take the paint right off the bumper. Not too hard. Paint it bumper. I think he had chrome, but. Now watch what he does here. This is great. So it makes you wonder, right? Like it's, is he like, is he actually competent, smart, and just lazy, like super lazy, or he's just kind of an idiot? And uh, I think uh, this first clip with him, uh, we got our answer. Most like you were a Boston Red Sox hat. Obviously the B for Glenn Braxton here. Oh, I'm just gonna have a. This one there, that's a one liter of uh, the label. If you, it probably actually looks like it's uh, cream soda crush. It's one liter bottles. It used to be around back probably until the mid, early to mid 90s. You used to be able to get one liter bottles. Um, here in PEI, actually, that was that was up until about 10 years ago. Didn't let you have cans or anything. Yeah, me too. Uh, so. <coughs> What's the word here? Well, you see the cord there? Yeah. Take it off. Tie a knot in the end of it. Yeah. Put back on the wheel. Should be fine. Ready to go. <laughs> so uh, what did he well, do? Did well, I replaced the housing, uh, cleaned out the valves, and uh, cleaned up the prop back there. Well, that was, uh, that was real fast. That was, was too fast. That was incredibly fast. That was almost too fast, wasn't it? <laughs> well, can I take you for a ride now? No, I think you just did, Glenn. <laughs> Just smart right As I look from my window, I see dogs mating on my front lawn. Classic. Cats mating on the shed roof. Moose running in the forest. I watch, mildly bemused. Then I go to the workshop and design a new trailer hitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, that's, uh, that's humor as a kid I never really got. <laughs> 
think I do now. Oh yeah, all of these segments. These are great when they're playing old shoes. The, the random yelling. I like Trailer Park Boys, only like, you know, 12 years earlier. The question is, who, who yelled that? It almost sounds like Helmet, which we'll see in season two. Look at Red's just kind of going with it. Sexual orientation. It's huge. There's a lot of people chasing. It's like a stadium emptied on here. Stadium. So you have a twist ending, Harold. Like, you know, for example, a point. Oh, yeah. Tell <laughs> so you just wants to get back to it. I just think that people shouldn't be judged by the, by the color of their skin or the shade of their skin or the condition of their skin. So my point is, I don't like being called zip face. <laughs> All this for zip face. Yeah, You're kind of like, really? No, because I don't think really? you make fun of pimples. Because acne is only one letter different than acne. Which is like the best, or or one letter more than the word ace, which is numero uno, also the best. Thinks <laughs> way yeah, too oh, much into that, Harold. I think your pimples are the best I've seen. Exactly. <laughs> See, they do that in every throw, but well, meanwhile, like the throw when they first got into the segment, they were all story. basically right into the so box. So you're kind of like, really? Well, but it's fun. It's, uh, it's instead, fun I'm going to whittle Harold into something useful. Look at his face on that. What did you do again? <laughs> well, I just, I had to, I just still took this off. Yeah, that was kind of money worth. Yeah. I was just like bothering Braxton that much. Well, that's the same house. You know, yeah. Bothering Glenn. Well, like. yeah, I know. I, I took it off and I put it back on. Why? <laughs> well, because it needed. It needed to tighten up, you know. And then I took the, uh, I took the valves. No, I cleaned those. There's no valves in this motor. It's a two-second. <laughs> oh, well, no, I just, I meant these here. Oh, the, I always get valve spark loads all mixed up all the time. I took them out, put a little sandpaper, and put them back in. You took out these spark plugs? That's one, yeah. All right. These, without, without taking the wires off? Oh, yeah, that's easy enough to do. Just give it a good brief on it. It comes right out. What? <laughs> of course, when you put them back in, then you get a hammer. How much are you going to charge me for this, sir? Uh, oh, let's see. Uh... Remember, MTV was a big time. Stay in school. Stay in much music school. In Canada. School gets out at 3.30. Stay an extra hour. <laughs> kill you. Maybe you can go down to the library, open a thick book. You don't have to read it. It just makes an impression. Believe me, you're a lot better off staying in school than you are going over to a friend's garage and making bombs out of gunpowder and copper pipes. You're not going to lose a finger in the library unless somebody punches you in the nose. Stay in school. Your teachers did, and they're not doing too bad. They get the whole summer off. Stay in school. So outside of the lodge. Actually, it's in a place in Vermont. So anyway, uh, Re get on my own site. There's some uh, pretty soon events at that. Add up all the votes for earlier, the so. contest, and uh, golly, we had a six-way tie. Every player going there uh, until we decided that you couldn't vote for your own. And Buster had to come in third. Uh, he had whittled a cane out of a 60-foot oak tree. <laughs> and then uh, Stinky Peterson uh, took second prize with a dinner plate that he'd whittled out of the outhouse door. <laughs> 
Actually, he would have won, but the food kept falling through the moon-shaped hole. Yeah. <laughs> but the big guy, Moose Thompson, uh, took first prize uh, when, uh, in an attempt to uh, carve a big block of granite, he had whittled his whittling knife into an ice pick. Huh. Well, there we so go. It was, it was a great... Anyway, it's funny, these, these season watching, one episodes, storylines are just way out there, but so, uh, you can only almost imagine... On if my folks are there, and I'll just keep circling the block while I leave. <laughs> You can almost imagine, you know, a bunch of random guys just hang out together. Really, nothing better to do is just do all that. On behalf of myself and Harold and the whole gang up here at the lodge, keep your stick on the ice. There's one episode I'm about to get to where they kind of they don't really turn the mics off enough. They kind of hear like random chatting. I also wonder though, like, what are they chatting about? Because they were just on here, and then you see how he's like, you know, the nods and the, the hands going back, as if they're having an actual conversation. So, makes you wonder, right? I'll find out too if season one if they actually had audience members, because my understanding is they didn't. Uh, so that would obviously impact, you know, later seasons what they could do. SNS Productions clip. So that was our episode of the week right there. That's episode 13. Episode 13 is done. Alright. So I guess with that, really, we're at the end of the, the podcast here. Um, wow, that was a fast one. But I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good to be back in the saddle here. We just put out episode 12, you know, like a week or two ago. It's good to be back. You know, it feels good. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. I know that the views have been going up. So obviously you're you know telling your friends. You're finding the podcast. So that's great. And we really appreciate that. Um, it's just nice to have a fan base that's very interested in the show. And obviously it's a good compliment to the Red Green podcast on the Red Green site. You know, where that's more of a, you know, an episode that's uh, more of an audio thing. Whereas this is more of a reflection on kind of the, the history of the show and just sort of getting into the fun parts of the show that make it fun to us as fans so a little bit of a different flavor anyway and really happy that you're patronizing this podcast um, so I guess really with that we're going to sign off here and hopefully we'll be back at it in the next two weeks and put out a new podcast I'm very curious that's uh, episode 14 it's uh, kind of a fun episode here. One of my f- arguably favorite ones of the season. Uh, there's a couple other ones I'd, I'd probably also say are pretty close. So, um, But, I mean, that said, it's still going to be a fun one, I think. I think you're going to really enjoy it. So look for that uh, in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, keep checking out the Facebook group, the Red Green Fans Facebook group. You'll have an opportunity to kind of, well, obviously find out in advance that the uh, podcast is dropping um, and it'll be dropped anywhere you get your podcast but I'll also do stuff like just looking for your opinion or you know putting out a call to action to a lot of the fans so for example in our next podcast I'm going to put out a call in advance that says I'm doing a podcast this week do you have anything for the mail call and that's really your invitation to come back to me and say, hey, here's something I've always wondered about the show, or, you know, here's something I want to talk about, or I just want put out there. 
as long as it's about the show, I'll put it on the mail call. And, you know, definitely have that up for all of our other um, fans of the show. So, it's really, it's your, your section of the show. And I'm very excited to be able to do that and to find ways that um, you can interact with the show like that. So keep looking for that. I'm going to put that on the Facebook group. You can also get the link to it on the website, which is the Classic Red Green Show at Weebly. Um, so have a look at the website for that information as well if you, you know, not really sure where to go on the Facebook group. But if you, if you search for Red Green Fans on Facebook, you're going to find it. Now as far as the website too, I'm doing some minor updates. I've got a ton of information. Um, we, we talked a little bit earlier about some of the more recent information I got in. You know, there's just a ton of stuff that I've got to do still as far as updates. So the website's going to remain a changing, kind of growing environment. So feel free to, to poke back in every so often and just see what's new. I try to keep a log of, of new information or at least that I'm doing something uh, on the website. So you can kind of check that page to see if anything recent has been done. Chances are it hopefully has. It really depends on my availability and the time. Um, but, you know, it's a labor of love and I try to get to it when I can. So keep checking back with that Facebook and uh, the website. I guess in closing, too, we'll just give a little shout out to our sponsor, uh, Railline Designs. Um, Railline Designs, get your decor on track. So a little shout out to them. Check them out on Facebook, Railline Designs. Or just do a quick Google search for Railline Designs. You'll find their page. And you'd be amazed at all the kind of fun stuff that they have up there. Uh, they've been a great sponsor to us. My understanding is that, and again, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, Canada Day is going to be coming up. So they're probably going to be having a Canada Day type sale. Hint, hint. And... If you're listening to this in the future, chances are they probably have some sort of sale or they're going to have a sale coming up, so just check them out anyway. You never know what they'll have. Uh, but uh, we do want to give a shout-out to them. They've been a great sponsor for us here at the show and, and kind of helping us be able to do what we do here and, and provide these podcasts, especially for free, too. So a little shout-out to them. So that's really the end of the show here. So um, look for us uh, in the coming weeks. Obviously, tell your friends. Um, you know, get as many people out listening to the show as possible. Anyone who, who you know is a fan, tell them about the show. And uh, we'll be happy to hopefully provide them with a little entertainment as well. And of course, uh, the more fans we do get, uh, the better we are able to kind of put on the show. And, and hopefully, the more uh, special guests and, and that type of stuff we'll be able to actually start doing. So uh, keep listening. So until next time. This is AJ saying, keep your stick on the ice.